Welcome to the British and Irish Eagles podcast and we are back. It is Wednesday, June 14 to 8pm, which means it is less than three months, 12 weeks. It is 88 days, 2,093 hours, 125,598 minutes and 7,535,891 seconds. I nearly got it in one. I just fell at the last hurdle um, until the Eagles play the first game of the season and also the day I'm getting married. I probably should have said that one before the other one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as you can hear in the background, we've got a wel- we welcome our guest on today was Natalie Eganoff. Um, and we're going to introduce you in a second, Natalie. Um, but before I do that, just quickly, um, Mick isn't here today. Um, Celtic did win the treble. He didn't turn up at the barbecue last weekend. Rumours are he's not sober enough to come on camera. He's not been seen or heard. Mick, if you're out there. Reach out, we're here for you, buddy. Nah, you just can't make tonight, guys. Um, but of course, we have we have Phil. Um, the fence Mount Stevens, Phil. You were at the barbecue the weekend. Just come by. Did you have a good time? Thanks for the cider, by the way. The cider and the uh, and the chefing, because um, oh, yeah, evidently allowed you to be the host with the most. Here, so I, I handled all the food, which I must did. say was, I was pretty impressed with myself. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, not, nobody nobody noticed the start, mate. Don't worry about it. Like Mix uh, left good instructions to Liam to learn how to use the Streamyard gap. So that seamless transition, you know, mixed instructions were, were solid and Liam managed to follow them to the lair. Ah, so here go. we are. Maybe, maybe Mick's not going to be welcome back on the podcast. We'll just do a duo in the future, Phil. Who knows? No, uh, he's definitely <laughs> our handrail. We, we won't survive more than one podcast without him. 100%. We miss you to beard and we'll welcome you on the back on the podcast soon. Um, but listen, want to welcome in Natalie Eganoff. Natalie, thanks for coming on the podcast. I, you know, feel like I've seen you on every single different Philadelphia sports media channel over the last <laughs> 10 years, whether it's NBC, whether it's 94.1, whether it's 97.5, um, whether um, it's your latest, your latest podcast as well that you're doing, and ESPN, of course, too. But listen, for some people over here in, in the UK and Ireland, uh, we don't get all those streaming services per se. So there might be a few people who maybe are seeing you for the first time or hearing you for the first time over here. So uh, yeah, just uh, introduce yourself to all of the British and Irish Eagles fans. Well, first of all, I would just like to say thank you guys for having me. This is really exciting for me because uh, if you don't know me, I'm a born and raised Philly girl who kind of cut my teeth in the sports media in Philadelphia and made my way here. Um, So yeah, I've done Philadelphia sports talk for over a decade, uh, both 97.5 The Fanatic, NBC Sports Philadelphia, um, hosted an Eagles post game show on NBC Sports called Birds Outsiders. I've covered the Eagles extensively for ESPN, ESPN radio, NFL radio. So I've run the gamut here in a Philadelphia sports. And again, being a hometown girl, it's been, it's been such a dream come true to be able to do it here as a fan. So getting the opportunity to get to talk to other fans and you guys on the other side of the world, it's really, really cool to know that, you know, there's so many of us now all over the globe. And it's like, 
we're all family, right? It's like, I'm a Philadelphian, but we're all Eagles fans. And it's, it's super cool. So thank you guys so much for having me. And uh, I'm really happy to be oh, here. Thanks so much. We're, we're delighted to have you on as well. And um, yeah, it's great. Um, we've had, you know, a couple of people on here are Philadelphians who've gone into media, like Colleen Wolf, for example. Um, so, yeah, I followed, I followed basically whatever job Colleen left. I was kind of a step and a half behind her. <laughs> you know, she was, she was kind of like trail, like blazing the trail and I would fill in, you know, some of the jobs that she would leave. So it's, it's kind of cool. I think, you know, when you're born and raised here and you're born in the Philadelphia sports culture, it's all of our dream to have a job in it because we love it so much. So it, it's really neat that there's a lot of us who have like made our way, you know, and have figured it out and, you know, get to talk about this stuff for a living. So it's super, super cool. And, and tell us about your, your new podcast as well while you're at it. Oh, yeah. So I have a podcast. It's called The Lipstick League. Uh, it's with uh, a country radio show host named Nicole Mahalik. She's also here in Philadelphia. So what's a funny story is Nicole's an afternoon radio host um, here in Philly. I used to do afternoon sports talk here in Philly. So she was a huge fan of the show before she started at the radio station where we would work together, only she was with the country radio. Um, and she just had such a passion for sports. And I also love music and pop culture and, you know, like to talk about other things going on in the world. So we came up with this, this idea and it's a podcast called The Lipstick League. And we wanted it to kind of be a platform, you know, sports historically has been male dominated and we were just like, you know, there's not really a place where women can come and feel comfortable, I think, listening to somebody who sounds like them, because there's still no real sports talk radio shows uh, that have two women on it yeah. who, as hosts. So we were like, let's give that a platform. But it's not just for women. It's for men. It's for everybody. Our vibe is good vibes only. And we talk about fun stuff. You know, we'll break yeah. the Eagles offensive line. But then we're talking about how Aaron Rodgers was shaking his tush and Taylor Swift, you know, <laughs> last weekend and, you know, singing and dancing at the Tonys. So we we basically cover it all. And um, it's been such a fun passion project for me. Um, it's really taken off. So it's been it's been awesome to work on that. And then I have a couple things coming in the fall that I can't really say yet, but things are cooking. And, you know, Philly sports, it's a, it never dies, I swear. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And um, it's definitely going to be a staple of our car journeys uh, because I subject my fiance Katie to um, our podcasts and fly and um, birds of friends and all that and I'm yeah. listening to you talk about like the way you describe you describe it Katie will be all over so that it, kind of podcast and it is for everybody it's enjoyable and it's funny because you guys know with your podcast you look at demographics and you see mm. who's listening to it I think we are 55 yeah 55 percent women 45 percent male awesome. It's a very balanced demographic because you are getting the best of both worlds and it's family friendly. We talk about like parenting and cats yeah. and dogs and pets and all that other good stuff. So yes, join us on the Lipstick League. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I love that. Oh, uh, this is not a family friendly podcast, so feel free to share <laughs> <it as well>. uh, <laughs> Um, awesome. That's that's really good. I, I'm looking forward to, to listening to some episodes as well because cool, thank you. I like new, unique podcasts out there in the world, especially in, in the sports sphere and especially for women's sports. So, um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. And um, I know we've got quite a few uh, female listeners out there and male, and male listeners who will like to listen to that. So make sure you go on. It's on all the streaming channels, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and pretty sure it's on all the as well i didn't check but they're always all on that and i saw they were on there earlier when i checked on the podcast so i know they're both on that one um good stuff all right um just 
agenda for the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, listening in. We're going to talk a little bit briefly about the latest news. I know you're probably going, okay, what latest news? We're in the depths of the off-season. The OTAs aren't even going on anymore that much, um, what I've only recently started. Uh, but we are going to talk about some latest news because there has been a few stories in the media recently which have raised some eyebrows. <clears throat> um, and we're going to talk about some the OTAs and who's impressed. We're also going to touch on a specific training battle, a training camp battle that I'm really interested in, and we'll get to that in a while. Um, we are also have got some questions for you, Natalie, from UK uh, listeners, um, and myself and Phil, which we'll, we want to ask you about for the next season. And then, of course, if we have time, which I'm sure we will, we will get through to your 2023 NFL Eagles predictions game by game and see where you stand on the podium or off the podium okay. come the end of the season. Mm -hmm. Hopefully with our Jalen Hurts MVP in the Super Bowl to the Eagles. Oh, I, I see it already. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love the way you said it's all good vibes, good vibes in your podcast. It's the same here. We're a positive Eagles podcast, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. I feel like I want to throw it over to the Stone Cold Newsman. No way, I can't rip that. That's from another podcast. <laughs> Phil, uh, just sort of bring you in here just for a quick second because you brought this to my attention the other day, uh, yesterday, I believe it was. And uh, Darius Slay, um, we, we've seen what's happened in the offseason with Matt Patricia, with the Eagles bringing him in as a um, senior or as an advisor to the defense. We saw the tweets. Um, at the time when it was first mentioned, and Darius Slayer was like basically saying, do not do that. Do not bring this guy anywhere near me. The history of him at the Lions basically told me he wasn't a good player. Slayer's gone on to make how many Pro Bowls? I, can't, I don't know how many Pro Bowls, like five, six Pro Bowls now. Um, but the Eagles somehow still decided to bring him into the building. It's the one thing they've done this offseason, which I cannot wrap my head around. There's nothing I can think about that makes this a good idea, even though apparently he's well-liked in the league, even though he's been terrible in the league. Um, but just quickly, Phil, before we bring Natalie in on that, um, thoughts on Slay's comment the other day to say their relationship is cordial. I think that's the best we're going to get, isn't it, really? And the way to lead off the show with some juicy bit of gossip, a one-liner from Darius Slay about Matt Patricia. Now, I know, you've, like you said, you touched on it. We're not really quite sure why he's here, but I think that's the recency bias from his time as a head coach with the, um, with the Detroit Lions and, the, and obviously the scorched earth with Darius Slay in that era. I think outside of that, he is quite well thought of as a defensive-minded coach, and he's not even coming in, obviously, as a DC. He's coming in as a defensive assistant. Is that correct in thinking? Yeah, but, he's a defensive um, assistant, yeah. Defensive assistant. So he's, he's not he, I mean, I don't know necessarily know how it works. Natalie might be able to, to shed a bit more light on it, but how much influence he, he has on the team and the, and the and the and how the defense operates and how much interaction he'll have with Slay himself. And the fact that Slay, this is the first time Slay's come out and obviously said anything in the in the press about it, and he just basically said it's cordial. You know, we've got a job to do. Let's get on with it. And I think that's that's what we could hope for. And I think that's the best we're going to get, really. Natalie, what are your thoughts on this? Because this is kind of a, a spicy take, which I'm sure is going to make it onto your podcast as well, right? Yeah, yeah. We're definitely going to touch on that this week. And it's interesting that, you know, you bring bring up how Matt Patricia, historically, it's like he hasn't really been that good, but he is well-liked around the league. He seems to hold this sort of reverence in the NFL. And when you hear players like Darius Slay come out and say, yes, the relationship's cordial, they had this huge falling out when he was with the Lions. You know, I think it's one of those things where – I look at the NFL as a whole and it's one of those leagues where some people just still kind of hold their tenure regardless, mm. regardless of public opinion and opinion when it comes to personnel. 
I was surprised at the move because I just objectively see him as sort of a very old school traditionalist coach uh, when it comes to the defense, how he handles his players, um, stuff like that. So I thought it was surprising, but again, I have to look at the moves that the Eagles are making. And I think when you particularly look at the defense and a lot of the spots that we're going to have to rebuild there, it, it is, it's an aging defense. It's not too old, but you know, we're, we have Jalen Carter come in. He's that, you know, the baby Fletch. Now we're going to see these new players come in and take that spot. But I think they're thinking with Patricia was there's this veteran guidance that can be there that, that holds this weight in the NFL. I think that that's where the Eagles are going with it. And they have to trust that somebody like Darius Slay is going to come to play and put that personal beef aside because the org the Eagles are an locker room first organization, right? They don't really tolerate any sort of riffraff or bullshit for lack of better words, when it comes to um, anything that goes on in the locker room, they really set a precedent that we don't have time for that. And again, like you have these veteran leaders, you have Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, uh, Brandon Graham coming back. And they're kind of, I think that there's a balance there where people will be held a little bit more accountable if the relationship seems to sour. Do you know what I'm saying? I think that it's a very, I think it's a very team mentality with the Eagles. So if there is a problem, I don't foresee it turning on to anything on the field. I would hope, I would hope that at this point, and like you said, it's cordial now. So they have to kind of put their stuff aside, but I agree with you. I was, I was like, huh. That was that was an intre- That's an interesting. Yeah. Um, with all the moves they've made, like with all the all the amazing moves they've made, um, on the coaching staff, the players, the character. Um, I can't remember the name of their character scout that he is in the NFL now, the Eagles, but he's like the best in the league, right? Judging characters, it it just it's for some even even I get what you're saying. Like he's he's a veteran, he's well respected. Um, <clears throat> he probably has some <clears throat> plays that he could throw in every now and again. He's probably got some anecdotes he's picked up from uh, Bill Belichick and, and the like in the past where he can, that he can, that he can throw in. I just, just for me, I just personally cannot see how the value of what he's bringing outweighs the negativity that I think he's bringing by, by not listening to a captain of the team and the captain of your defense, really. Right. Um, certainly, certainly the captain of the secondary. Uh, interesting, you, you made the point there as well about the Eagles not suffering those problems in the locker room. And obviously we saw CJ Gardner-Johnson uh, go this season. And um, again, like you make a move like that, you stick to your guns, you'll be like, all right, see you later, pal. And then you bring in a guy like this. I just hope that he is kept in the janitor's cupboard <laughs> with like a few little notes that he passes to a mouse and the mouse scurries along on the boards and it comes up with <laughs> gives it to like Sean Desai. Sean Desai goes, now nah, fuck that, throws it away. And then we never hear from him again. Right? You, know, yeah, you know what I mean? Well, and again, look like with the departure of Jonathan Gannon, you know, then he kind of comes back swinging. The Eagles are holding their coaches equally as accountable as they're holding their players. And that's where, that's where I believe. And just from having observed the Eagles and how they built their organization over the last, I mean, I've been in Philadelphia now 35 years, but, you know, just watching the last decade or so of their organizational restructure, kind of from Andy Reid until now, they, people are replaceable. And this could be Matt Patricia's, you never know. They could have been like, you know what, Matt, 
It's your last chance to get it right. And, you know, this is how we operate here in Philadelphia. And I, I kind of have a feeling that that's how things are within yeah. the team. I just get that. I get that vibe because, like you said, it kind of blew my mind that they brought him on anyway. Yeah, I think that's, sorry, the, the I two, you and Phil. Go ahead. Yeah, no, there, there's two. There's two parts. To this as well. I think a lot of people were, were. I'm less worried than you are, Liam, and le probably more so since Desai's been in the media since he's mm -hmm. been hired. I think. Imagine if, like, first point. Imagine if he was coming in with Jonathan Gannon still as a DC major red flags would be what? you'd be we'd, we'd be shuddering and be like oh yeah no let's not think about that but the second point is if we hadn't heard sean Desai speak got a kind of feel for his character how he's going to operate we'd probably be just as worried again but i kind of feel like he's going to come in like you said it's his, it probably is his last chance to really sort of like have any meaningful coaching position in the nfl if it doesn't go right so there's pressure there's pressure on him i, I can't expect him to come in and just be like I'm just going to be the same guy who worked for me before. So he's obviously going to come in and try to be different. If he doesn't, then it's just not going to work. And I think given how the hires on the, on the pitch and off the pitch um, since Siriani and, and how we have sort of struck up this, this relationship, I believe that they wouldn't be doing this if there was any kind of risk at all. Just, or they're just so confident in, like you said, in the locker room um, cohesion with the players and the coaches that, you know, it is going to be a case of come in, you fit the you fit the mold, or you're out. Like this is, we're doing you a favor as much as you're going to be doing us a favor, and hopefully it'll work out if we get the best of you, him. You, you are no that, doubt yeah. absolutely right, but I've got a spicy question for you to pose on your podcast, there, Natalie, and that is: Does Matt Patricia have something on Roger Goodell, <laughs> and is that the reason he keeps popping up in teams all around the league? Because Look. somebody has to. <laughs> And look, whether it's Matt Patricia or a ton of other guys in the yeah, league, there's right? there's like probably a safe somewhere of some of a oh. picture of, of Lord knows what. Because look, the, and that's where I come down to where I have to make logic of it in my head. Like I agree, it's it's interesting, and you know these old school NFL guys they they last forever and ever and ever. I think it's problematic. I love the new school 100%. Nick Sirianni approach of you know being more of a player's player than a, I'm the coach and this is my team guy. I think that that just makes for better cohesion on any team, whether it's, you know, American football or European football, it's, you got to work together. So I, I, and also more black coaches, more female coaches oh, please, in the league, right? Well, yeah, I, that's, it's, again, it's something that watching the league over the years, it's, it's an old school mindset that's being weaned out. But again, there are these relationships where, it's like, okay, well, here's your last shot, but you got to play by our rules. And I think the Eagles, even if you look back to 2020 and a lot of the things that went on here in Philadelphia, the way that they handled themselves as an organization, like they have a very like zero tolerance and they make it, I like to think that it's respectful at the way that yeah. they operate their locker room. And as long as the players feel respected and Slay speaking out in the first place, I think kind of he's setting that. I'm not dealing with this and you're going to know if, if something's wrong. He's always kind of been that way here, right? We know what he's thinking at all times. So it's going to be, it's, it's going to be interesting. I don't think it's going to be as big. Um, I agree uh, with Phil. I'm not sure it's going to be like a big deal, but again, it could be one of those little thing that festers if it goes awry and you never know, especially now. <laughs> I'm glad you kept talking so long um, there because um, my laptop 
currently went off. It all went black. And I was listening to you and I was like, Natalie, keep speaking. Natalie, keep speaking. Because oh, I can't no. see the screen. Look, I, I can can't see film. the screen. Yeah, I can film. No worries. I can I can go for like four hours. I've done I've done sports talk forever. <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, yes, and it would take yes. I've got, the, I got thoughts for days. <laughs> uh, I'm back, I'm back, everybody. I was listening. I just couldn't see. I need to remember to wiggle my mouse a bit more, I think. Um, okay, look, we've given Matt Patricia like eight minutes. I mean, <laughs> Way too much time for Matt Patricia on this podcast. Um, let's talk about Jalen Hurts because he's my favorite, my favorite player, um, probably my favorite man in the NFL. Definitely my favorite man in the NFL. Um, I was drinking a mug a second ago with Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown on the back of it. And <clears throat> the reason I'm bringing him in <clears throat> is we haven't talked about him much this offseason other than this contract. Um, and we talk about him so much in the season. I just wanted to, there's been a few snippets of news that have come out recently a few interviews where people have been talking about him um i'm going to start with the positive verse rather than the negative because we've just talked a bit about the negative in matt patricia what could be a negative and the interview he's done with dave spadero um the other day and also um the interview nick siriani um has done recently and also some snippets from some beat writers it feels like i feel like we knew this anyway but it's reassuring to see that jalen hurts the man Jalen Hurts, the professional, has not changed one iota since he got that big contract. You know, I think he said something like the, you know, the numbers are different, but the mindset's the same. Um, or words to that effect. I would have directly quoted him, but I'm pretty sure that was close to it. And and he said, um, you know, the goals remain the same. You can tell this guy is motivated about history. He wants to be in the history books. He wants to win Super Bowls. He wants to be recognized as being the best. He's not happy to settle for a big contract at a payday like Carson Wentz <clears throat> um, might have been. Um, he wants to win it all. He wants to be it all. He wants to be the guy. And um, Stick Seriani came out and said that he's the most coachable player he's ever seen or worked with before. Uh, again, I mean, there's a massive surprise there, but Seriani's coached a lot of players um, so far, even in his burgeoning NFL career. Um, previously as coordinator, um, et cetera. Um, and he's come back with some extra muscle as well, Hurts, this year. Um, as if the guy squatted 600 pounds, didn't need to put any more muscle on. Um, he's put more muscle on, which means he's uh, hopefully going to be sturdier and, and less injury prone. Um, and you would hope maybe even throw the ball a little bit further than, than he already does. But um, before we talk about the other news story that came about um, Jalen Hurts, Natalie, just your um, kind of overall feeling about uh, the man what he accomplished last season and where you see him going next. I mean, have we already seen the ceiling of Jalen Hurts or is the ceiling still to be seen? You know, and I was one of those people when the Eagles drafted him, I was confused. I, 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 I thought, well, we had just paid Carson Wentz. So that was probably the biggest, you know, yeah. mirror of confusion in front of me. But watching him kind of turn into the player and, like you said, the man that he is now, I've I've never been more impressed by a person I don't right. think, in my life. Not only his on-field achievements, you know, taking the Eagles to the Super Bowl, to the Super Bowl single-handedly, uh, and then pretty much then he gets his masters. Then he's on the cover. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Then, yeah. then he, he's on the cover of GQ. He gets yeah. his master's degree. He's in Tayana Taylor's new commercial. Um, like, he's so yeah. impressive and he seems so kind and dedicated and motivated. And to your point where you're saying Nick Sirianni said that he's the most coachable player, I think that that speaks volumes to who he is going to turn into. 
because we've watched him. He takes it in and he studies. I, I actually, we talked about this on my podcast last week. I said, he, all you do in the NFL is study film, right? You're especially at the quarterback position. You're constantly four days a week studying film, looking at the defense, seeing who, what the opposite, like what they're going to run next next um, game. And I said he must be like a master studier because he st he studies for his masters and then he studies all week long. I, I just his knowledge retention, like. I don't know how he does it. I'm like, when does he sleep? He really is probably one of the most impressive people, I think, who's come through Philadelphia on and off the field. And he's he's so genuine, too, which is what Philadelphia oh, yeah. loves. And, yeah, he is. He's, like, my favorite person in the NFL as well. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, th I mean, he might be my he might be my favorite person in the entire world now, right? But you know, I, 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 I don't even go that far. Like, you know, outside of family and friends and my beautiful fiancé. Yeah, that's what I'm um, he's definitely up there. Alan Shearer, um, who was a UK uh, Premier League soccer player back in the day, Natalie, when we were growing up in the in the mid nineties, okay, er, early to mid nineties, he was played for Newcastle United, my team, and he's dominated my password on every device, or not just his name, you know, fiddled around a bit my entire life, and you know, I think it's a testament to how how much I love Jalen Hurts now that you know it's there's a bit Jalen getting in there when I got to change my password up. You know? Right, that is a big deal. It's a yeah, huge that, that, deal. That's right. That's so like a change of the guard. If you want to look at any password that Liam's going to be writing for the next ten years, banks, email addresses, just yeah. variations of Jalen Hurts, you'll get it eventually. <laughs> um, yeah, they're not that simple. I throw in a few, you know, a few stuff, a few things in there. Um, yeah, yeah I, let me. Uh, I'll, I'll, I've let Natalie talk about the good stuff about, so I'm going to bring Phil in on the bad stuff. Uh, okay. So. Um, and I'm going to profile, and I think we're going to have a bit of a discussion here on this because we did on the WhatsApp chat a couple of weeks ago when this came out, or a week or so when it came out. It was in between the last podcast and now anyway. And that is the Russell Wilson news that broke that the Eagles allegedly were ready and had offered a deal for Russell Wilson. And Russell will, and this was last offseason, um, and Russell Wilson turned that deal down to not go and play for the Philadelphia Eagles. Before I go into my own little rant on that, um, Phil, what are your thoughts on specifically how that news might affect someone like Jalen Hurts, who, as we've just talked about, is a great man. Respect means a lot to him. Um, but he also knows the world he lives in and probably understands where he was as a quarterback last year before he made the leap. Um, but do you think that has any effect on his mindset? Not, I don't mean necessarily playing mindset, but maybe trust in the Eagles organization down the line, perhaps. Well, it's not the only it's not the only reason for him to sort of if he were to be distrustful of the organization. It's not the first instance where he's been sort of doubted, trusted, or relied upon. It's he's been a gamble, he's been a risk. People who like if Howie Howie you notice Howie hasn't come out saying I knew this would be that he would be the guy and this was my plan all along because he knows deep down how lucky he's been and how he's treated Jalen and, and and how it's worked out for him. That being said, I think yeah, it will affect Jalen, but only only in positive sense. He, he mm, is motivation. Sort of needs that chip. motivation. Um, if if stuff hasn't affected him now, I mean, hey, when the end of his contract comes up and he suddenly makes a beeline for another team, he's like, look, I I did you a solid, but the way you treated me in those five years wasn't great. I'm going to go somewhere else now. You could almost still be grateful and go, you kept it together and you didn't use it against us. You didn't make it difficult. You just kind of did your job. You, you stood up and you did that. But I don't think that's going to happen. But 
that's just speaks to the volumes of the character of the man like we say and i've i've said many times before he makes me want to be a better person because if i can <laughs> embody some of the hardships that he's been through in terms of on that kind of scale on my sort of humble personal scale of jobs and getting treated like that if, if any of you has got treated like that in any of our jobs we'd have been gone mm. a long time ago and yes you can argue they stick around long enough and now he's got paid um i just I think that's we all think we all wish you were a bit more like him. we all wish you're a bit more like Jalen and phil to be honest i mean i'm no gonna get one of those it, but... bracelets like what would Jalen do <laughs> um i love it but but yeah no i, I think the, to, to, to sort of branch into into the deal itself and what it means mm. to to us which is i know what you want, want to talk about we're on two different sides of the coin i i mean i, I just breathe a sigh of relief because it's something that would, would have been out our hands and if if russell wilson where would we be right now have i gone in and out oh, sorry yeah i, I saw you went in and out but like that could have just been me i think we got you now buddy uh, am i still here you're there we're all yeah, here cool. sorry <laughs> yeah you okay just drop a second um sorry the uh yeah so like so russell wilson could have could have been could have been the the quarterback and we could be in the hole wanting how we go on Sirianni probably wouldn't be in yeah. the job if it hadn't gone well and all, and all sorts of stuff like that but I don't sort of sit here and think that what ifs I know you think that we sort of oh, you're just dwelling in the past it doesn't exist that's that alternate universe to quote Marvel it doesn't doesn't exist I'm just thankful it makes me more appreciative of where we are because it doesn't matter what happened and I know that's kind of even to your point um that's where you stand but for me yeah. it was more of a case of I still acknowledge it because it still could have happened. It was still a very real scenario. I'm just, just grateful it didn't happen. That's just where I stand on it. Yeah, just bring that lead. I'm not out of pocket. Where I stand on it is I couldn't care less. I genuinely couldn't care less because there were there was a bazillion a bazillion yeah. things that could or would have should have could have happened in Jalen's career, in Sirianni's career, in Harry Rosen's career. I mean, he was in the closet. He was he he had one year to turn it around. Yeah. I heard reports last summer that he had one year to turn it around, and yeah. I'd say he turned it around just fine. <laughs> I reckon I reckon when Harry Roseman was handing Jalen Hurts that contract, he probably said something similar. He said, yeah. I, I was in your shoes before, and there were people who wanted me out of the building. There were people who got me out of the building and put me in the toilet across the road. They they really did inventory. That was terrible. I remember exactly. I remember that. I remember it seems like a lifetime ago, a, yeah. a football lifetime ago now. But I yeah, I remember that. And again, like you said, it I feel like it all comes out in the wash, right? Like yeah. and the NFL, it's always gonna be best player available. And unfortunately, it's like you want people to not get hurt. And I don't know if I would be able to actually play in the NFL because I'd be like, but you said that you were going to keep me forever. And the NFL is just like, well, <laughs> when we say that, we, what we mean forever is we mean forever today, right? Yeah. I mean, unfortunately- Forever while you're playing well. Right, right, forever while you're playing well. And unfortunately, like, like Russell Wilson, he's a high caliber quarterback i mean we've seen what he's what he did for the seahawks and his career the way that that played out it, it would have been a decent option for the eagles and it, again kind of have to have that mentality like okay he's a proven asset over at that time jalen hurts who we really didn't get to see Correct. that much out of at that time nobody knew what that we were going to go to the super bowl last year i mean nobody really knew i i kind of threw a shot in the dark in the beginning of the season and said it but like when it actually came to fruition, 
it was unbelievable. So no, I don't take stock in any of that stuff anymore. I don't think it affects him at all. Look, and again, look at everything yeah. he's done. He's exactly. on magazine covers. He's in commercials. I know. He's, he's got 251 reason, million reasons why he shouldn't <laughs> give a shit about this. Right? He's like, who, who is Russell Wilson again? Yeah, remind, yeah, well, exactly. Remind me after I win the Super Bowl next year, right? Yeah. Here we go. I like <laughs> that. I don't think it's that anybody cares more than you or like you got you you are completely apathetic liam and i get that like you're almost yeah, I like, give it's, a not even, it's not worth thinking about it. it doesn't matter it doesn't exist but i think your life at some point will have been at a crossroads so you could have been so different and you probably would feel <laughs> the same about that situation like you were like yeah like you and there'll be a, oh, there would have been a time in your it life this you it was like, this morning when i decided whether i was gonna have marmite or butter on my toast i mean it was a real cross don't don't take the piss out of my wait body. Come on, man. hold on time out can we can we have to talk about marmite at some point? okay yeah I've let's ne- do it now i've never had it what all right natalie we'll I'm, have to bring a jar over, over in november, coming over so. I, in november we'll bring you some marmite so I had a friend of mine who moved over to the UK for a couple years. She back she brought back um, some digestives. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was a new term. <laughs> digestives, we call them. That's all right. <laughs> it's not French. Don't worry. And this French is this is my term. Philadelphia accent. So you know yeah. you've got you got to bear with me. Well, so but I told her I said I want the Marmite and I don't want to order it offline. Like I want a fresh Marmite. Can you guys bring that for me when you when 100%. you come? I'm going to bring you two. I'm going to bring you two things. Okay. I'm going to bring you what's called traditional Marmite. I'm going to bring you what's called yeast extract. Um, and they are both types of Marmite. The yeast extract I think is even better. Okay. Than Marmite. And you okay. can try both and decide what you like. And then what do, and we put them on toast. So uh, you go, I would, you go Normally, toast, yeah. butter, toast, butter, then Marmite. Okay. I'm yeah. really excited. That's yeah, why when you brought it up, I'm like, we have to talk about Marmite. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. And if you like Marmite, you should try a packet of crisps called Twiglets. That's the, uh, that'll be the next stage. Okay. Marmite yeah. and Twiglets. I will not forget this. I'm very excited. Yeah. <laughs> We're already bringing a care package over for uh, Coach Singleton, um, um, a sweet uh, cat, because he, he's a friend of the podcast. And oh, amazing. We, we, we sent him one over last year, and um, yeah. uh, myself and my partner, we had a tour of the Novacare Center with Coach uh, back oh, last fun. year. So uh, he's going to be on the podcast. Um, I can tell you he's going to be on in mid-July, because I spoke to him literally yesterday. Oh, um, nice. And uh, he's also hopefully going to be around. We'll see if he's around when we do our trip as well. Cause I know, I know coach would like to, to see some of the UK guys as a, as a guy who grew up in the UK himself. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay, cool. So, uh, <laughs> we'll just, we'll just move, move on from the fork in the road. Um, uh, oh, sorry, Phil. Go on, go on, finish your point. Sorry, no. it's my fault. No, I, got, I got everybody off no. track with the, my excitement over Marmite. It was, it was no, definitely was my fault like, for bringing Marmite up. I, I think the point I was trying to make in a roundabout way is essentially I think you have to acknowledge those points in the road and acknowledge that that scenario yeah. was a possibility. Even if you don't care about it, you're going to go, that could have been a possibility. I'm glad it's not. Moving on. That's kind of where I am. You're just in the more extreme bracket. I'm not sat here going, oh my God, what would have happened? It's more like, that was quite a drastic um, alternative to where we are oh, now. No doubt. Yeah. Fully thankful and grateful that decisions that were made up to this point, luck or not, I'm no, more than happy I, where we I are. Get, I, I, get you, I get you. I get you. I get you. As I said, I'm, not, I'm on the more extreme extreme end of that of that point. But but yeah, sure. It, it, it could have been an absolute game changing uh, or decision making, middle of the road changing, fork road changing, marmite changing experience pretty easy. Yeah, but what, yeah, that's a good point. What was the actual decision in the end? Was it marmite and what something else that you had to choose between? 
Oh, it was Marmite or no Marmite. Uh, so the, the decision oh, is never. Oh, it's Marmite then. So, it, no, no, no. It's Marmite. So, so you either just go butter on your toast okay. or you go butter and Marmite. So often, most of the time, what I will do is I'll put two slices of toast in the toaster. <laughs> I will do one just butter and I will do one butter and Marmite and I'll enjoy, I'll enjoy both at the same time. Always the Marmite yeah. there. I'm, I'm, fa I'm there. fascinated and I have to wait. Now I'm yeah. fascinated and I just have to wait for the Marmite. Well, it's, it, you know, patience, yeah. you know. <laughs> Good things come to those who wait, Natalie, and and you know we'll build the anticipation. Um, we'll, and, get, we'll, we'll get everyone. We'll get everyone to sign the jar from the British. I tell you what, when, <laughs> when we're there for when we're there for Philly sports trips at one of the events, um, whichever one you're coming to, we're gonna yeah. get a toaster, we're gonna get marmite, we're gonna get butter, we're gonna get some bread, we're gonna do it live. There we go. There we go. I um I know that we're gonna talk about that shortly, but um yes. that's I have a ton of other cool ideas for that too, but. That is nice. definitely going to happen. That's happening. All right. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely awesome. All right. Um, <laughs> the net, I, I can't say what I've said for the next part, for the next part of this thing, but um, basically the Miles Sanders comment that came out the other day, Miles Sanders made a comment that he was miffed and confused as to why he didn't get as many touches in the Super Bowl. And as a Miles Sanders fan, as someone who didn't want to see Miles Sanders go, even with the contract situation. Um, well, it makes me sad to hear him talk about my birds like that a little bit. And uh, it makes me sad because I really thought he had kind of you know taken a deep breath and sucked up all the criticism he got when he was maybe not playing as well or when he was injured. And he's always wanted to be this superstar running back. We know that from his entire time at the Eagles and everything he said every offseason. He had an incredible year, year last year. Uh, it makes me a bit sad to hear him come out and say something like that. It kind of takes the tarnish off his time at the Birds for me a little bit. It, what do you reckon, Natalie? Um, I do. It was a little disappointing. And he mm. was kind of one of those players who was very um, self-critical, but then also kind of deflected the blame too. And I think that that just yeah. came out of – that came out of a lot of his natural competitiveness. So when I heard that, I'm like, of course, Sanders, one of those touches. Right. But you know, in, in that game time, there's a lot of things that we could go back to the Super Bowl and look at. Oh yeah. And, and, and kind of break down. So, I mean, the fact that Russell Wilson wasn't playing, for example. Right. Yes. We can totally redo the whole thing as if he were there. <laughs> but, Sorry. But, no. I, they wouldn't have made it there if you, if you ask me, but no. that's neither here, that's neither here nor there. No, I mean, Miles Sanders, it's one of those things. I'm sure he was miffed. I'm upset for him, but he'll be fine. It's, yeah. it's, I think that that's just his competitor. I mean, I actually kind of forgot that he said that, if that makes you. <laughs> that does make me feel a little bit better. One of, our friends, <laughs> one of our friends works for the for the Carolina Panthers, so maybe we'll get some inside track on uh, how he's doing in the offseason. Phil, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at you to get that scoop, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I'll speak to I'll speak to Tony. He's uh, he'll give, I'm sure he'll volunteer the scoop on how he's doing down there. I mean, we all care. Like we we have a certain level of love for Miles Sanders, but there's no um, there's no like deep admiration for him as a running back. I think I think you stop short. Like you're always about to say like Ah oh, Miles, but yeah, you know it just didn't quite work out. He didn't quite achieve that elite running back status. Oh, I think he and did last year though. He definitely did last year. I think he was a hu he was a huge component offensively that I think developed into like a solid, you know, option for for Jalen. But at the same time, I did he make or break the entire season? No, right. No. And and, and, and that's, I think that's that where point, I think it comes point, in. Yeah, sorry. 
yeah, no, no, from that, from that point of view, I feel like even though a lot of game whales touches and touchdowns were maybe in garbage time occasionally and stuff like I feel like I have more, I remember more game whales, little individual impacts than I do Sanders. Sanders feels very much more like a, what I like to call a grey man, a guy that you kind of just don't notice as much. And that's not a good thing in the NFL. You need to be the guy that people are talking about. And he just never quite elevate, like you say you got over a thousand yards rushing. I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. I didn't realize that. Cause it's not like I'm thinking he was absolutely integral. Like when you look at other players like Damian Pearson in Houston, Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, all these sort of players where you know when they're in a game. Sanders just quietly went about his business. And I think that's a good tool to have, but not as your main running back one who who is the guy that's going to come in and change your game. It's never felt capable of changing the game if we were desperately needing the running backs to come in and just change it up. It didn't really feel like the guy that was going to come in and do that. Um, and now, obviously, we've got the, the committee. But as, as for his comments in, in, in the Super Bowl, I think that's just comments that are full of regret. It, as we all are, we all regret how the Super Bowl ended up. And I think we're all going to feel a little bit like we want to pick point and go, oh, if you just give me more touches, we would have won the Super Bowl. And I don't think anyone believes that. <laughs> if, if any of you... Like no, we, we no one said. Oh, Sanders need more touches. That's why we lost. No, we, we pointed the, the referee calls, the Hurts fumble. The we, if we didn't the, play, if we weren't playing Patrick Mahomes, we would have won the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Regardless I, of all of the but other, that, but that's what I mean. Like when he's coming out, and it's almost like he's got. A, he, he may bigger himself. He's just joined a new team. He's kind of going like, "Hey, if you just give me more time, I'm now at this team. Will you watch me? If it happens, great for him. But it just wasn't. It just wasn't meant to be. I think in terms of the future with the Eagles. So I wish him all the best. But well, now we've got about. 10 people to fill his point. <laughs> um, yeah, does, I can hear a little bit of an echo. I'm not sure where it's coming from. Can anyone else hear an echo? No. no. Might be on my end. I, think, I might I try and go in and out. Ah, yeah. oh, it's all right. Don't worry about it. It's not that loud. Um, cool. So, um, do you know what? What a perfect time to talk about um, one of the reasons why you're on this podcast. Not, not the reason at all. You're on here for your Eagles takes, 100%. But one of the reasons you're on the podcast is you are also part of the trip of a lifetime. Birds fly home in November 2nd to November 6th, this coming November, for the Dallas game of all games. We've bigged it up already on the podcast, Natalie. So just in your own words, talk about how excited you are for this trip. So um, I just partnered up with Philly Sports Trips, and we went to Kansas City. And as we're talking about all the great things that are coming up for them over the year, they told me about the birds fly home. And I was like, hell yes, I need to get in on this because it sounds like one giant party and we're going to have the best time. And aside from Marmite aside, there's a ton of cool things that I think, (laughs) and the game aside, like I was talking to Vince recently about the trip. Vince is the head of Philly Sports Trips. And I said, you know, I was like, we can go to the art museum and get a group picture on the steps. And, you know, we can go to the Betsy Ross house. He's like, Nat, you need to slow your roll a little bit. Like, we, I don't know if everybody wants to go see all these historical things. I'm like, but come on, it'll be so fun. You know, <laughs> so I think that there's a ton of cool stuff that we're going to be able to do in the city. I'm going to be involved in a lot of the events. I know E-Rock is leading that tour at the link. Um, where I have a special panel Q&A. And again, like I said, these excursions that, you know, some of the... They're, they're taking my ideas with a grain of salt, but, you know, I, maybe karaoke. We'll see. Um, oh, hello. I've got a yeah, voice now. Right? That's all I'm saying. It's going to be a great, it's going to be a great weekend. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be amazing. And I just love, again, I'm somebody who, if you want to be an Eagles fan, I think that you should be an Eagles fan because it's the greatest team in the NFL and everybody has to pick a team if you're not 
from the U.S., right? So if you're coming to Philadelphia, you need to be an Eagles fan. And I hope that this trip really showcases what our fandom is all about. And again, just I want the entire world to be Eagles fans. That's that's kind of like my personal personal mission in life. So we're going to have a good time. And yeah, it's phillysportstrips.com, birdsflyhome2023.com for the full uh, agenda. And yeah, we're working out the details, but it's going to be a great time. What are you guys looking forward to the most? Outside of oh, the game. I mean, I'm looking forward to a whole host of things. I mean, I'm actually coming a little bit early. I'm going to go to the Washington game the weekend before as well. Um, oh, I'm going to come down and, and meet, meet the rest of the gang. Flex. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm, to be honest, uh, I've been to Philly a number of times. So so for, for me, it's, it's being with uh, all of our members and fans in the UK, in Philadelphia, I think it's just going to be an incredible experience. Watching Dallas at home is going to be insane because I've been to kind of four or five Eagles games. I've never seen them play Dallas. I'm really looking forward to that. And I really do hope it's Hurts versus Dak and we get that battle and Hurts beats him because I just think that will be absolutely sensational. I mean, there's loads of other things. You mentioned the, the Q&A session. There's going to be a welcome party when we arrive. Obviously, people who are coming at a four-night stay in a four-star hotel. I'm in a new Hilton right in the middle of Philadelphia, like right next to Reading Market, which is um, which is insane. Um, but there's loads of other excursions. As you mentioned, and we haven't even talked about it. Whether there's stuff around the city, there's a possibility that people can still go to the Penn State game, which is on the Saturday in Maryland. Penn State. Yeah. And also, yeah. also of note, that is prime time for Phillies baseball. Yep. World Series, maybe. It's, it's game know. seven. It's game seven of the World Series on the Saturday. So it yeah. could, it quite possibly could be a, and with Eagles Dallas, a weekend of yeah. just pure chaos in Philadelphia. Oh, and yeah. Everybody will get to be here for it. I mean, the Sixers will be playing. It's going to be such a cool time to yeah. be in Philly. I love Philly in the fall. It's my favorite season. I feel yeah. like football season is my New Year's Day. I'm like, Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> now, yeah. you know, now the year begins. Um, so you know, it's it's going to be such a cool addition just to the season as a whole. And I, I hope everybody who listens to your podcast decides that they want to make the trip because it's going to be worth it. Like you said, the five-star accommodations, all that other good stuff. I mean, you got the details, but I'm like, we're going to have fun and we're going to have a party and we're going yeah. to eat Marmite and we're going to take pictures. <laughs> you, you guys, you guys, going to be great. You guys have seen the the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory film, right? Oh, and yeah. Gonna, yeah. You know, the, the sweet, the sweet shop scene where the guy's like singing and telling about all the different sweets and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about this trip. I just feel like there's just like so much to do. Like you kind of like you walk in, you ask a kid his favorite candy and look in the shop and he'd be like, oh, glassy eyed looking at everything going, oh my God, this is just, everything is amazing. I want, I want a bit of everything. And the thing is about this trip is that we're getting a bit of everything. There's just so much going on that, and everyone like, it's, it's, it's I think that one of the things that for me is, um, sort of you coming on, Natalie, E-Rock coming on, and 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 eventually we'll probably get speaking to Vince, I'm sure, in the builder. It's it's the, the enthusiasm that you guys have for it as well. So it's not yeah, just us kind true. of thinking we're going to come over and we're going to have a really good time because I know that's like that's a fact. Like we're already going to have a good time. I know even if we just literally came over and watched the Dallas game, you guys are putting so much effort into it and you're applying so many different things. Like you said, you're just going, let's go to the museum. Let's go do this. Let's just do all these cool stuff as well. And then you just don't get that. If you don't 
if you don't breathe that in and kind of go look at the excitement they have for us coming to give you a feel of how good this trip is going to be it is going to be like non-stop chaos like you said but in in a good way it's just going to be like what are we doing today folks oh my god we're doing this that and the other and it's like wow um someone's just just got to keep me out of mitchell and butler's this time because i spent way too much money in there last time Um, yeah i am gonna I'm gonna yeah, sure that, that place. Wait, do, you mean Mitchell and Ness, right? Oh, Mitchell and Ness. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I thought I was like, is it called something else? In the no, no, no. My bad. My bad. I got it wrong. <laughs> no, yeah. that's okay. No, that you can easily get sucked into that place. I have like Ooh, so yeah. much gear from there. Yep. That's a good thing. It's just going to be absolutely incredible from start to finish. And I've I've got loads of backups in my head. Like the very least, I was like, oh, let's just go top golf. Let's just go have a night swinging some clubs at some balls and just have a few beers. But I generally don't believe that we're going to get to do that because there's got to be so much other stuff that's <laughs> going to supersede it. It's almost like that's our fail-safe. It's just having a crack at night and some beers. and having a... That'll be a down night. Anything else is just going to be like absolute scenes and... Um, scenes. Jesus, you know we're on an Eagles pod- a UK podcast when you hear the word scenes. <laughs> really ca- well... The thing is, what are we, scenes? It's oh, like absolute chaos. Uh, it's just going to be absolutely like scenes of yeah. chaos. Like, oh, okay, um, I get that. Yeah. Like, I mean, the scenes. fact that Liam was <laughs> over for the NFC Championship game, and there's a video. There's Flex. a couple of videos. There's a couple of videos <laughs> of him doing some pretty impressive dancing in the middle of um, Broad, Broad Street, Street after after the after the game. So that was in the middle of a break dancing like a DJ plays <laughs> on Broad Street. Absolutely hammered. That's just an <laughs> NFC. That's just an NFC Championship game with Liam on his own to, to simplify it. Imagine what it's going to be like when there's like 50 Liams in Broad Street. It's Don't scare like, everyone. Don't no. scare everyone. Christ. Philadelphia, you know, we love a good party. We love, and yeah. that's, we look for excuses to throw parades at this point, I think. Oh, We're yeah. like, well, you know, the tur- this turtle from South Philadelphia won in this race against another turtle. And they're like, well, you know, we just have to have a parade for it. <laughs> and then you're like, why Why are the roads blocked off? And it's because this random turtle won this competition. And it's like just on this truck. But no, it's we will. It's it's going to be phenomenal. Your man who was eating the chickens last year down by the pier. Uh, do you remember like 32 chickens? I, I sure do. I was yeah. over in Philly when that was happening. <laughs> Oh, were you here? Did you go see the? Did you see go? I see didn't him? see him. I, I think I went to see the Packers game. It was around the same time. Um, That's probably more worth your while. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't go down and see him. But like, it was all over media when we were there. Um, anyway, yeah. Look, it's going to be a trip of a lifetime. Everyone listening to the podcast knows that already. And you're you're going to hear more and more from the people who are going to make it special. As I said, we've already had Erock on. We've had Vince off in the past before. We've had you on Natalie as well. And there's going to be ex. Ex-players, Hollis Thomas is going to be part of the trip as well. There's more names to be added as we go as we go on. And as we said, there's so many things we're going to be able to do. It really is going to be the Eagles' trip of a lifetime. And birds are going to be flying home, not just from the UK and Ireland, but from all over Europe um, and also from all over the US as well. So um, please go and check that out and don't miss out on this incredible trip. Right, we um, are going to need to move on because otherwise we're going to be going on for the next hour and a half and we've already had 50 minutes on here, Natalie. So let's just quickly talk about OTAs and training camp battles and then we'll get into some questions for you if that's okay. Yeah, sure. So OTAs that I've seen so far blowing off um, for three players in particular, um, Nolan Smith, 
uh, the first one. That that video I think now has gone a bit viral of him speeding around the corner like Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. meets the Hulk. <laughs> like horizontal. Like, Wasn't he horizontal? Yeah, was it literally incredible. Like horizontal. <laughs> yeah, just just insane. And every report coming out of training camp at the OTAs is this guy is bigger than we thought. He's faster than we thought. We knew he was super athletic going into the draft anyway. But then he's also got the IQ, and he's such a nice guy every time you see him being interviewed as well. I think this guy could be an absolute superstar for the Eagles. You know, and it's funny, both – and they're – what are they? The Eagle, the Eagle Bulldogs. The, the Eagle Dogs. Yeah, the Eagle Dogs, the, the hybrid names that they're saying. The it's, Beagles. I said the Beagles, but I never caught on because it's a wait, Beagle, it's a dog, and it's Eagles. I, I think that that's brilliant. I'm here right? for the Beagles. That's the Beagles. I, I, I think it – I think it's, it's the fact that the beagle, the beagle isn't exactly a mean kind of. Doesn't like, matter. Cool beagles are dogs. The eagles are eagles. Yeah, the beagles. The, it, it works. The mental in, no, it, they have like the a, floppy ears, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Floppy <laughs> ears. Yeah. As a combination, it perfectly. As a word, it works. As a, an image, it doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon you should put it out to your people, Madeline, and see what they think. I'll I'll see what they think. I'll bring it up. I'll say, look, we we talked about this on this podcast. How about we start calling them the beagles? <laughs> exactly. Um, like but it. yeah, no, I, you kind of knew that you were getting these guys from this program where I feel like Georgia is, they're again, a fine oiled machine that they, they're, they're disciplined, the skill set, they're, um, they're just cut from a different cloth. I used to kind of complain and be like, Howie, I felt like was very short sighted when it come, when it came to picking from players like from Alabama or Georgia yeah. Um, generally, you know, kind of like the SEC players. And then all of a sudden, now you look up and it's Jalen Carter and it's Nolan Smith and it's all these guys. And Sirianni coming out, when was was that yesterday? And saying that he was just beyond impressed with how they showed up in camp. It's That's proper draft evaluation and that's proper drafting and it's proper, it's proper everything from top to bottom if what we're seeing of them in OTAs is what we're going to get on the field. And I totally agree with you. Like, superstar written all over it. it it makes me it brings me so much joy that in june i kind of have these optimistic feelings about right. these standouts from otas right because yep. you know a lot of the veterans didn't go they're not doing mandatory mini camp we're not going to see these guys again until i guess what july 25th is when training camp begins um but those that little teeny tiny glimpses of the team kind of starting to form together you're like yay Jalen Carter, like, destroy, like destroying, breaking. yeah, <laughs> the blog post. <laughs> he's terrifying. I know he's a I, I, yeah. He, he's he's going to be a beast. Oh, yeah, and I know that's a bit of hyperbole, but you gotta love that sort of stuff. It, oh, Philly will. It doesn't yeah. matter. He he destroyed what was probably an old, aging, decrepit piece of machinery, and it meant nothing. But the idea, the <laughs> imagery know. of a guy just walking old up and, and going decrepit? out, smashing it's a multi-billion-town franchise. It won't be old and decrepit. It'll be brand new. <laughs> I know, but you know what I mean. It's like, it's like old and decrepit it's the now. Between reality. It's dead. It's dead now. No, it's when they do that things like like what what I think is happening and what actually happened. I like I'm I'm even willing to accept that the the, the reality and the, and the and the image are completely separate. But the idea of Jalen Carter, our number. What well, not on our first first. This is a fence take, isn't it? This is one of your fence in. takes. And I'm, no, no, I'm with it. I'm like loving it. But I'm just saying, like, I, I, I do know that it's like I'm gonna take it with a little bit of pinches. Yeah. So, but I'm loving it all the same. 
Yeah, that's offense. It's offense. So Phil, Phil is known as offense on this podcast, Natalie, because okay. you know, like he can't be too high, he can't be too low. So you know, somewhere in the middle, really has to like. You have to be realistic. You have to justify why we're seeing that, which is why you're hearing, well, it was probably broken machinery. It was probably I'm, old. I tend to be a fencer myself, too. So I, I wasn't I, saying I, it was I, broken I machinery. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't, I I wasn't saying it was broken. I'm just like, even if it was, I love the image. Yeah. Even if he's not going to break every offensive tackle's nose in the first four weeks, you know he's got the potential. He, he could, to be fair. He, he very uh, mellows, yeah. well as men. We, we don't know. <laughs> I hope he does. I shouldn't say that. That's terrible. It's that definitely not a family podcast. No. It's definitely not a family podcast. No. <laughs> uh, but you make a good point. We've, we've mentioned it a number of times in the lead up to the draft and after the draft on this podcast about how we Roseman, um, you know, scouting and, and drafting from these huge, huge um, – organizations these huge colleges universities um uh, compared to what he did in the past i mean the days of taking carson wentz um out of his college or you know they're, they're gone i mean i know jalen rager came from from tcu and that they had a history but you know i, I feel like they're literally going to go alabama georgia like just forever now i it makes the it makes the most sense especially i think when you're looking at the type i mean the eagles are trying they always try and i think it, improve on the tempo right and i don't want to over i don't want to overuse the word tempo but that's the pace that they're trying to i think play out especially when you see that jalen hurts is one of those dual threat um mm -hmm. quarterbacks because he can pass and he can and he can um run the ball sorry um so <laughs> i think that that's what we're going to see is it's just going to be as better as the as better as the quarterback is the better the drafting is going to be because it's like it finally clicked in their brain. It's like, yes, we need these yeah. players who are quick and fast and versatile. Thank you. Not former talk firefighters. About, <laughs> no, exactly. Talk, talk about quick and fast. Uh, a guy who took a lot of heat um, and it wasn't a heat from his heels as he was running down the field. It was the, the heat from the ball f going through his fingers when he should have caught the ball in, in, in the Super Bowl. And that's uh, Quez Watkins. Um, apparently has had a really good OTA and I don't know. Whether this is just Sirianni bigging him up because he wants it to be a real big battle between him and Zacharias for wide receiver three in the training camp, and I'm sure there will be in the training camp. And I know Sirianni is saying all the right things. Apparently, he's come back looking good. Are you taking anything from that, Natalie, or is that just OTA chat? I think it's like OTA chat, but I do think as far as the training camp battles, that's one of the ones that has been highlighted because he Quez shows, shows these sparks – of brilliance, but then he also shows these very inept moments of being completely butterfingers when it matters, right? That's <laughs> yeah. kind of been his Putting pattern. Putting it kindly. <laughs> right. I try and be nice. I know you are. I try and be nice. Um, but it's interesting. You're going to go back on your family podcast and you're going to be like I swearing <laughs> and be like, oh, shit. <laughs> So. Where we all eat Marmite sandwiches and be nice to each other. Oh, Marmite sandwiches are a thing, by the way. Not just on toast. You can have you can have normal bread with butter and Marmite and nothing else in it and a Marmite sandwich. You, that is a uh, thing. That's, well, then that's what we're going to eat when the birds right. come. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're going to name I mean, this podcast Marmite. Please, we, Natalie, we, we, Natalie's egging off and newfound love for Marmite. Yeah, perfect. We, Done. We, we, we have to address the absolute butchering of Olamai Zacchaeus, his name. Just, just. <laughs> I think you called him Zacharias there. Uh, am um, I done? Yeah, my bad. It's, but, it's, it's going to take a minute. I think Sirianni. What did he? 
he gave him he kind of coined a nickname for him was it oz oz i, I, I think like i think he referred to him as oz and it kind of re reminds me of halapuli vati vitae oh God, which yeah. which took a minute you know that took a minute i had to you know you gotta like hyphenate and figure it out people have to do that with my name and i i don't feel did like i did i call people. you did i call you neg <laughs> did they call me what neg not neg. <laughs> No, they should though. No, maybe they will. Um, yeah, there you go. Maybe that's another question to ask your <laughs> But I, I like there's there's an old like to go to go with like the Quest Watkins situation. It's like there, there's an old there's an old saying like look after the pennies and the pounds take care of themselves. I don't know if that re resonates at all, Natalie. If you understand what that means, but essentially, well, they don't have pennies and pounds over there. I know, but she might understand the, the concept of currency. Liam, I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt on that I'm one. Sorry. Um, so take care of the uh, the cents and the dollars. Take care of themselves. So basically, there take care of the little things because they end up building up to big things. And I kind of translate that across to to the Eagles and how they approach training camp because they did it last year when the the, the the loudest voices or the loudest takes you hear are about well not the weakest players but the, the quietest players, the players that need yeah. the most encouragement. And I feel like that's, that's happening with Quez this year is the sense that Sirianni knows that one way or another we, we, we've got quest for the season whether we he makes the 53 or what well, I'm sure he will but you know yeah they're almost like this is the time between now and July 25th or even a little bit beyond that is the time to get Quez in build him back up get him, get his mentality right build him back up and, and try and make him the player that we know that he has shown flashes to be and, and I like, feel like that and like with... Matt Patricia this is his one this is his one yeah, song yeah right? so <laughs> let's do let's do what we can to get it's Quez to play that let's give him the benefit of the doubt and and yeah don't get me wrong I'm I'm one of those people kind of I said in podcast a couple of times ago I'm kind of a little bit out on him I feel like he's had his shot and he's out but Sirianni's basically convinced me okay let's give him one more shot this yeah, is his like Let's see what goes. And I think that goes for like there's no point talking about how good Brown's gonna be, how good Smith's gonna be, how good Hertz is looking in the gym. It's like we know that's gonna be great. We we, we don't need to worry about that for another few weeks. Let's focus on the guys that will be filling those gaps, filling those holes, and we need to step up. That if they do step I, up, I got a question for you both. Okay, right now, right, next season, start of next season, who is on the Eagles roster? Matt Patricia or Quez Watkins? Oh, that's just a good question. I, I think... Um, Quez Watkins. Yeah, I like I it. I think it's going to be... I hope you're right. <laughs> I like it. All right, okay. We, we need to get some questions. Uh, for, actually, we'll, well, before we... Before, uh, Christian Ellis apparently be, being incredible all over the field. He's playing first-team linebacker. Yeah. Another guy to just briefly touch on because at a position where it's clear that another Bulldog, another Beagle, Nicobe Dean, that's definitely going to happen. Definitely going to be Beagles. Uh, Noah Beagle, Nakobe Dean. Um, he's got the the green dot. I didn't know what that meant. Does that mean he's like captain of the defense or something, Natalie? Do you know what the green dot in the helmet means in training the camp? The so green. Yeah. Did you hear that, Phil? I'm not sure I, about uh, that. I no? heard about it. I think it. Right, I don't, I don't know what it means either. Let's not try and pretend that we do. I, know, I, know, I have no idea. I just mean anyway. So, so all all, all things coming out of camp are that Nicobe Dean is the guy. He is he is linebacker one. Um, all building up to this year. Um, we talked about. We don't need to go over the old ground with Nicobe Dean. We'll see whether he's going to be the person that we hope he is. Drafted at eighty four last year, um, but could have been a first round prospect. 
I said I wasn't going to go over old ground, and I am. So let's move on from that. Uh, Nicobe Dean is obviously a great, uh, could be a great linebacker, but there is a lot of questions around the linebacker position, probably more so than any other position on the team, bar perhaps safety. Um, going into the season, yes. um, there's questions of other positions, but there's no question of quality there. It's just a question of who, whereas this is certainly a question of quality and who could could be in these positions. And Alice made a couple of plays last year on the um, practice, not the practice squad, um, on the uh, like return team, um, on defense, special teams. I couldn't think of it. Made a couple of plays on special teams during the regular season. Um, towards the end, and also he had a couple of plays when he was asked to come in last game of the season as well. Didn't see much of him last year, though. Do you think the people saying he's the the next TJ Edwards, Natalie, like the next find coming out? What do you, do you think? That's hyperbole. Is that too much at this stage? Um, I don't declare. I, look, I I feel like we have a habit here in Philadelphia, not just in football, but in a lot of our sports, of declaring the next great one without letting a, a season or two play out. I think we need to do that and slow our roll. I do like that. Uh, the linebacker situation I feel has always kind of been very fluid in Philly, especially with the Eagles and Christian Ellis. From what they're saying about in camp. He's jumping high and he's making these catches and and he's fighting. Yeah. yeah, and he's fighting for that job. So it, this could easily be one of those ones. And there's people here in Philly. I know that a lot of the sports talk radio guys like they love Nicobe Dean. I mean, mm-hmm. again, what's he's solid, right? He's a solid option there. But again, it could be it's anybody's training camp right now. And it's not, it's not set in stone if Christian Ellis is coming out and you know, playing out of his mind in OTAs and really starting to get people talking about him because nobody was really talking about him prior to that, right? Everybody was very set on Nicobe Dean. So that's going to be an interesting one to look for, I so think. Like any, anyone's spot, like you're saying, I, I like that. I'm 32 years old, Natalie. I'm not as fast as I used to be. Have I got a chance to turn up in the offseason, try out as linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles? I'm not very yeah, tall. I'm about five nine, so it's probably a bit small for a linebacker. You might, but, but look, you never know. With enough patience and persistence, maybe it could be you. I reckon Phil's <laughs> got more of a shot than me. We are, you're, you're, you're your background. That's between us and us and America is that we're very much like a no, never, don't even dream about it. Americans just all very much like, well, you never know, enough hard work. You can <laughs> yeah. get there. Like, I was great. nearly a professional soccer player, but I'm not sure that quite translates into um, into the NFL. Anyway, uh, good stuff. Natalie, I've got some really cool questions for you coming up. Uh, okay. Looking into uh, the next season, um, I will just get them up now. So as you look forward into 2023, I have closed down the document. That's fantastic work. <laughs> uh, I can probably remember a couple of these off the top of my head. So 2023, um, player specifically wise, uh, two questions here. First one, what player do you see being the biggest improver? So I'm not talking about a rookie here. Someone who's on Eagles roster last year. Who's going to have the, the biggest improvement, the biggest jump in their game uh, versus who is going to regress them as a horrible question to answer the second one who's going to regress the most um so so we'll go positive first so who do you think is going to improve the most while so, i get my document up um <laughs> gosh improve the most i think I, I generally i'm really intrigued to see what happens with the receivers um Devontae smith i i want to see what happens with him specifically um you know a lot of those guys i think 
they're all still so young, right? So any yeah. of kind of these like second, third year players, I know that this is a random one, but as we were talking about training camp battles and we didn't even get to touch on safety, I really, yeah. I have this weird affection for Reed Blankenship because I oh, feel like. It's not weird. Okay. So yeah. I, I was like, it, it might be weird if I pull him out of like my hat of like, obs not obscure, but I don't know if people are expecting me to say him, but I, I loved what he did last year as an undrafted free agent. I'm intrigued to see how he does in training camp. And I think if yeah. he makes the squad, like for one reason, that's the pop, the first name that topped into my head. So I don't know if he's going to be most improved, but I guess if we had to pick like random players from last year, I really want to see what the young receivers do and I want to see what they do at safety, but especially if this guy, um, you know, gets his opportunity. Cause I, I think he, he showed flashes of greatness last year and being undrafted. I was like, wow. Okay. So I love to see where those stories go. I, I, I love it. And um, <laughs> Phil uh, Blankenship, I mean, we talked about him quite. It's, 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 I'm so great, glad you said it because we probably talked about Reed Blankenship more than most podcasts because <laughs> we really liked Reed Blankenship and what I, I liked him too. So I, yeah. I mean, like, when I'm thinking, when, when you touched on safety, I was like, oh, I wonder if he makes the team. Like, I'm excited to see what he does this year. So when you bring up yeah. that question, that's like, I know, again, it's a random. Kind oh, of I like that's, yeah, that's, I like it. That's what we want. That's what we want out of this. Okay, uh, okay who's going to regress? And please, God, don't say Jalen Hurts. No, 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 no. I Jalen, I think, is only going to get better. And and there's a part of me, sorry, not to take a tangent, but having being that they are such a new team, Sirianni was, you know, essentially new. Jalen's new. They're still a new team. And they lost the Super Bowl. They're coming back this year as contenders. So I think that we're going to see them on a whole different level anyway. And they're they're now they're now competitively ranked where nobody's really like, can the Eagles do it? It's no, the Eagles are fucking coming to get you. You know, like that's yeah. how that's how it's gonna be. People are marking that on their calendar as they are, which is game. which is what the team needs to be. Um, as far as least improved, uh, the when I think of improvement. The only thing that scares me is injuries. Like, oh, I, yeah. that's my biggest fear is when I think of who's not going to improve, it's who can't stay healthy, if that yeah. makes sense. That's the only thing that annoys me. And I don't even want to say those things because I feel like it's bad juju. <laughs> Phil, what, like, Phil, what do you and Mick have a go at me for in this podcast? Like, again, I don't. I keep, I keep saying that the Eagles have been so healthy for the last two years. It is becoming the odds are the odds are. I don't care if you don't want to hear it. The odds are the Eagles are not going to be as healthy as they were last year or the year before. That is just a fact. It's it's talk like that that got Dave Spazzaro so angry during the playoffs. Just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, with Spuds on the podcast a few times, um, three or four times I think. On the he came oh, on. He's the best. He, he's, oh, we he, love he's him. We yeah. great. But he came on um, before the first playoff game. And he also didn't like won. his predicting stuff. He didn't like his. No, predicting but he's, a, he's he was just a very superstitious person, and he didn't oh, yeah, like the fact that your questions were very kind of like committal. Like, do you think that he was going to do? It? He's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. <laughs> I feel Probably like why it, he hasn't responded to my email since the Super Bowl, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Natalie. Oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> I saying it's probably why he hasn't responded to my last two emails since the Super Bowl. You never, <laughs> because I'm the reason. <laughs> he's a he's a busy guy. Did you force him to did you force him to no, make a no, negative no, prediction? No, 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 I did not. No, 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 no. we got a great a relationship very, with Spuds. He's brilliant. He's a very superstitious person. So after we won the first playoff game, he's like, I've got to come on and repeat the same uh, weekly routine. And it yes, yeah, so we came the back Super on. Yeah. 
So he yeah. was the one kind of going, I need to come back on because yeah, I've got to keep the same routine. We're like, okay, like, we'll have like, Where's my invite? Where's the invite? Yeah. Like, You're coming on, Spurs, don't worry. Um, no, nah, he's great. We, we love Dave Spinner on the podcast. Uh, he, he does a lot for us and, and for Eagles fans over here. He's a, he's a great human being. Um, really is. Uh, Ed, I know we've, you know, I'm going to get to the next question because otherwise I'm just going to go around the house. I was going to go back to safety there for a second, but maybe if we have time, we'll, I'll throw it at the end. Um, so, most approved player, Blankenship, who's going to regress the most? You said injuries, I think, kind of gain well. Who's going to well, regress the most, personally? I, I've well, just not in him. Interesting because I, you know, when you look at the running backs this year, um, now that he's behind, you know, DeAndre Swift, it's Penny, Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny. Regression for him makes a little bit of sense because he's probably not going to get as many carries. You know, he's, he's yeah, falling 100%. down the ranks. So I guess in terms of that. And he's pissed off, Natalie. Like, if you saw some of his, yeah. like, tweets when, like, the Eagles signed players, it was like, damn. Or, like, you know, it was it was, it was obvious that he was not happy that he wasn't coming back as Eagles running back one, basically. Well, right, right. No, no that's a good point. I can – okay, when you talk about regression, I see what you're saying now. Okay, yeah. that makes that makes a little <laughs> – I can oh, see sorry. that. No, no, yeah. no, no, that's okay. I just, I just, I just get the feeling. I get the feeling. I won't be posing any of these questions when we have Coach Singleton on the podcast, um, uh, whatsoever. And also, how nice is it uh, if you follow Coach Singleton on like Instagram and Twitter? But like anything Boston Scott does, like Coach Sings, like reposts, we love that man so much. Giant Killer. I'd be quite happy if Giant Killer was running back one this season when our O line. I'd still back him to to get over a thousand yards uh, behind that O line. Um, this was going to be a question, so let's let's just do it anyway. Swift, Penny, Gainwell, Scott, Trey Sermon, who is still in the mix, remember? He's Yeah, he's battling for that job too. Yeah, 100%. You know? and, and he's the kind of guy, because of his college production and, and how high he was drafted and his start to, to his NFL career curtailed really quickly, he sees himself as an RB1. He doesn't see himself as an RB3-4. He sees himself as an RB1. So I am fascinated to see what's going to happen in this running back uh, battle more than any other pos position. Um, not, Sid not the Sidney Brown, Terrell Edmonds, not the safety position whatsoever. For me, it's, um, for me, it's running, for me, it's running backs for sure. So, um, just give us quickly a prediction on the starting running back. Starting running back. Oh, Devante or, um, Deandre Swift. Deandre Swift starting running back. I love that. Uh, another question here. Will both coordinators still be in the job next year? Both. We lost both this year. Both new. Will they both be in the job next year? Yeah. I think for the sake of consistency, they'll get at least two years. Okay. If they win the Super Bowl, they're not going to get snatched again. No. Well, no, because th this will finally turn into the dynasty, right? This will be the precipice yeah. of the dynasty. They'll keep them right in. Well, we're already on the precipice of it, but this will keep them in place. Awesome. Okay, right. So we've had you on for so long already, so thank you so much. Um, what we're not, we won't, we don't we'll have time for, but listen, Natalie, if you've not got any plans, or of course your plans, if you have time between now and the start of the season to come back on the podcast and go through your predictions game by game, we could, we could, we could do that if you fancy it. We should totally do that. And we have to touch base before you guys get here anyway. Yeah, yeah, just to course. talk about everything. Because we'll have a lot of those details finalized. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. And thank you guys so much for having me today.
honestly, Natalie, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you on. Um, you're very uh, knowledgeable. I'm really excited to go and listen to your podcast. Um, you. I think Katie's been listening in and she's already texted me saying, what's this podcast uh, oh, talking good. about? So uh, I'll, I'll make sure to speak to her directly after us and I'll put it in our, in our Eagles groups and chats and also on Twitter as well. But thanks so much for coming on. It's so nice to speak to a Philadelphian who's making it in um, the sports industry, especially a female Philadelphia making it in the sports industry. We're all about that over here. Um, and we wish you all the best with all your plans as well that you can't mention yet in, in the fall that are coming. But we'll have plenty of time to talk about all that when we Absolutely. bring our Marmite over and our bread and our butter. Uh, I can't wait. Are, I'm really excited. Uh, we, we, are, we are super stoked. So, um, But listen, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for giving us all your time. And it's now, I reckon, 125,502 <laughs> minutes until the Super Bowl. Um, and who knows? Maybe we'll see you there, Natalie. That's, I, look, I'm banking on it. I'm banking on it. We'll be there. <laughs> We'll be there. Go birds. Go birds. Thanks, Natalie. Take Thank care. Thank you guys so much. Bye. Bye. Oh, that was awesome to have uh, Natalie on the podcast uh, there, Phil. And uh, the first of many, well, not the first, uh, the fifth or sixth of many more guests to come on in this off season. And we look forward to the 2023 season for our birds. So I think that about wraps it up for us, uh, folks. Phil, unless you've got anything to touch on, you want to just quickly touch on that running back battle? Have you got an opinion on who's who's going to win that battle right now as we stand? I know we haven't seen a lot of news about who's looking good, but apparently they all look good. Yeah, and I think that's exactly... I'm, I mean, I'm just pumped for the, the podcast with, with Coach Singleton now because I'm sure we'll try and extract any kind of tidbits of information about what how it's going down, but... I think this, the Swift trade feels like it just puts him at RB1 and it's his to lose, but it feels like any one of them could have a really good camp. I feel like he's got the, the best chance. I think him or Gainwell being RB1, I, I generally don't think Gainwell's going to have a regression. I think there's, it, I mean, I don't know of any other camp battle in my my in recent memory where there's going to be so many possible combinations. It could be, you try and, try and ask anyone who the, one, two, and three in the fifty-three. If there's only three taken, um, is going to be. And they normally take four. Of... I think they or do they do they or do they do they do they take four and bring one up from the practice squad or do they? I'm not sure. I need to look that up. I think they might take four. Either, either way, if you're talking about sort of the game day one active roster, the top three yeah. that they're going to have in in the squad, each mm. nobody's well, very few people are going to get it right, and you're going to get umpteen different combinations of one, two, and three. So. I mean, I'm kind of trying to look at the positive side of that and going, well, we've got about five possibilities rather than we don't know who our RB1 is. I think it's going to be like, it could be anyone, let's see you. And also whoever is going to be doing it is going to have worked hard and is going to be deserving of it. So if that's swift, then it means that the trade worked out. If it's not, it means that one of the other guys is actually smashed out of the parking camp and done even better. What, what, so... what do you think, based on what you've seen from Swift and Penny, like when Penny's been fit and when Swift has been fit, What's the best outcome for the Eagles behind the O-line? Is it Swift or is it Penny? Because I'm not sure which one I can choose it's between so those. It's so difficult to say. Mm. I think it's it's it, Penny's injuries have been so, not severe, but like so, such a consistent. massive, <laughs> such consistent and over <laughs> overbearing aspect of his, yeah. of his game that it's almost hard to say what well, it was like. It's like, if he's fit, he's the best. If he's not, and he's just injured all the time. It's like, it's, 
I don't want that as my RB1, even if he yeah, smashes Yeah, I, f- I feel that. Yeah, I feel that a lot. If, I, yeah, even I if he smashes it in training camp and he then go, actually, well, he's the RB1 by definition because he's smashed it. I Give still the confidence to Swift from day one. He's your running back. He stays healthy. He stays all the way through. Don't have him come in because someone's injured and now you're running back one kind of vibe. Well, I think I was having a conversation, funnily enough, on the train to yours last weekend um, with a Philadelphia randomly. Um, oh, yeah. If you're still listening to the podcast, little anecdote. I was on the train down to to uh, to see Liam, and I literally stepped on the train at Torn and immediately get a go birds for the the cap that I was wearing. And a, <laughs> and a local Philadelphian was sat opposite me for three and a half hours as I was travelling to London. And I basically just amazing. Don't even don't even remember the trip. But I think he he was sort of saying that um, Penny's not even a lot to make the the roster, and uh... because it's a case of if he just doesn't, he's not consistent. He's is too much of a risk and the contract mm-hmm. is just so negligible that you he's he's just as much a candidate to be cut as he is to be RB1 and that's not yeah. a good place to be when your ceiling and your floor are so high and low. All five where, Eagles running backs have less of a cap hip than I think than Sanders does this year. Which says a but lot yeah, and, that, and, that, and that, that's the overarching good thing to look at is that, yeah. that, that, that they've got a good, good group of players for, for a small fee and whatever three running backs wins out um, will be cheap either way but they're gonna to have to address that in the future and i wouldn't be surprised next year if there's a high draft pick used on a running back because if it doesn't you know because even if they have good seasons they're all injured and it's like are you gonna really bank on it happening two years on a row <laughs> yeah no no it's it's a good point and um i was just thinking there a second ago i had all these banners i was going to fly up on screen uh, with a couple of games that we didn't get through but we'll get it through natalie next time and uh, but listen i think we'll, we'll wrap it up there folks um thanks for sticking with us if you still are um, we are the British and Irish Eagles. Phil, thank you so much for joining me. That was really enjoyable having Natalie on the podcast. And uh, Mick, if you're still listening in, we miss you, my friend, and we hope to talk to you soon. Uh, everyone else out there, remember to go and check out and give a, a like and a rating to our podcast on Spotify uh, and Apple Music. Uh, it really, really helps uh, with everything we're doing here. And um, drop us a DM on Twitter if you've got any questions you want to talk about on the podcast. If you've got any questions about the trip coming up, in November this year, let us know. Any feedback you have, let us know. We love doing this. We do it for all you guys. Um, and we do, to be honest, it's lots of fun. We love doing it as well. So, um, yeah, um, let us know. And, um, yeah, we'll speak to you all soon. Go, birds. Fly us fly, baby.